1: More info and opinions on Big Red than one station can handle. Now on two stations, Big Red Overreaction postgame on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The K. Sound off, 402-951-1620. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Burton AC, heating, plumbing, and more. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Equitable Bank, we take banking personally. And Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill.
2: Bushini, Bushini, who had just a
1: 29-yard punt last time. Oh, it's dropped! Oh my goodness, it's recovered by Nebraska. Alante Brown jumped on it.
3: Arlen Bruce coughs it up. It's the third Iowa turnover in the game. What a weird sight to behold. Iowa making special teams errors. It- Wild, I mean, just ridiculous to see. It was, it was, it was
4: crazy. Like that's so out of character.
3: Yeah, I mean, and they still almost got back into the game. By the way, I was just talking about this during the break. I want to get back to the phones real quick here. Um, but I mean, Nebraska's offense put up 24 points today with aid from its defense putting in a good spots, obviously off of a few turnovers um, and a special teams play yeah. as well. Um, they scored 24 points on one of the top defenses, if not the top defense in the country, and. Probably left seven to ten out there. Well, you know, I mean, at least three for you, sure with the missed, missed a, field goal. You missed a field goal. You you had a field goal on their three on the on the third drive. Mm-hmm. So that's six. I mean, at least and and you know there was a couple drives. There was was there was there any more where they ended in Iowa territory besides that final one where they had to punt there. Uh, I don't. Yes, the one before they went into half. Okay, that was that was basically it. Yeah. So, mean, you could argue that they left another six or seven out there, yeah. which is, uh, I mean, I don't know, a pretty good effort, which led to a Twitter account called Hawkeye Chronicles saying today uh, at midnight this morning, uh, if Nebraska scores 20-plus points on Iowa, I'll delete my account. Well, see you later, Hawkeye 24, Chronicles. 24 points. Goodbye. Famously more than 20. We'll be sad to never see you again. <laughs> Ben is our next caller on Big Red Overreaction, which is brought to you by uh, Equal Bank, where we take banking personally. Hey, Ben, what's up?
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, as a as a Husker fan, I am, like, extremely happy because it's been, what, seven years now since we beat Iowa. So take the season for what it is. Like, me and my family have been celebrating ever since the, the final whistle blew that we beat Iowa. Granted, it was a... Uh, four and eight season but who cares you know, keep celebrating
3: yeah. ben keep celebrating
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely um so i just wanted to uh throw out too like before the game started um you know my my brother and my dad and i we, we were all paying attention to social media and saw that uh, matt rule is going to be you know the next head guy here and um i'm not completely sold on matt rule i looked at his college uh record through temple and baylor and you know, through the NFL, he's got a 522 coaching record in uh, in college football. So I'm not completely sold on that rule. Uh, I would hope that he could, uh, you know, bring um, bring some coaches um, in with him that have been proven at the Division One level. But um, aside from that, I'm just going to keep drinking, bush-light, partying all night. <laughs> hey,
3: Thanks, you keep doing your thing, Ben. <laughs> We're going to join you here shortly. Appreciate the call. Uh, I'll say this: the key, the key thing that a head coach can do um, immediately is, and this is before roster retention, which is going to come into the picture really, really quick here, yep. as the portal ends up sh- uh, opening shortly. Um, but hiring coordinators: what kind of coaches are you bringing along with you from that regard? And at Nebraska and in, in the Big Ten. Who's your offensive line coach and who's your defensive line coach?
4: And who's your strength and conditioning coach? And
3: who's your strength strength and de- conditioning coach too? Um, and that's they're they're all big. Yeah. But and Nebraska has not had an offensive line coach that is that we had that we have he hasn't left the building and and we've said oh that guy's a much maligned offensive line coach. Nebraska will complete another round of a much maligned offensive line yeah. coach with Donnie Donnie Raiola. Donnie. Uh, This time around, Uh, and and I think the same kind of can be said along the defensive line, too. There is a guy that's been thrown out there. Um, He was with he's been with rule at a whole bunch of different places. Um, Defensive line coach. He's currently at Texas A&M. Their defensive line coach. His name is Elijah Robinson. Here's the other thing that I like about rule. The Texas recruiting, uh, you know, angle there. Which, yeah. is, which is pretty it's good and a place that Nebraska needs to get back into.
4: Heavily reported on that the high school, the Texas high school football coaches love Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where uh, one of the national guys, uh, it might have been Thamel, I'm trying to remember, said if you polled the top 300 high school coaches in Texas, the vast majority would say that their favorite football coach is Matt Rule.
3: That's not nothing.
4: That's a huge deal. (laughs) And he did a really good job when he got to Baylor of ingratiating himself into the culture and into the high school football scene. I imagine he'll do the same thing in Nebraska and continue to work those Texas ties you know, and if he's if he does keep Mickey Joseph or if Mickey Joseph chooses to stay here, if you've got inroads into Texas and Louisiana, that's a hell of a
3: start. Yeah, really, really good.
4: That's, that and puts you in a good and spot.
3: And he's got some East Coast, you know, connections too yeah, he's, from the
4: Northeast. He's, he's Penn State guy originally. Yep, has some familiarity with the Big Ten because of that.
3: Um, like he, I just like I, I like that he's had he's been a lot of places, experiences in a lot of places, doing different things, yes. even in the NFL. And I know he bombed out at, at Carolina. But that experience can help a guy too. Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that a guy fails. I wish I wish Scott Frost would have failed once before he got here. Yeah, you no, can, I think
4: that would have helped him a lot. You can learn. Yeah. you can learn from things. And you know, I know that it's really easy to look at Matt Rule's overall record and be like, oh, he's he's only five twenty-two or whatever that guy said as a head coach. Here's the thing: a lot of times when he takes over these programs, they're in really bad shape,
3: and they're bad right away, and they're yeah. bad in
4: that first season. Yeah but three of his seven seasons as a head coach have finished in double-digit wins. Yep. That's a good thing.
3: That's a good, and it takes... In
4: back-to-back 10-win seasons at Temple. Temple. By his third year at both Temple and at Baylor, they were in double-digit wins. Yeah. That's,
3: that's good. That's Temple and Baylor, guys. That's, yeah, That's
4: and that's Baylor coming off of the Art Bryles situation and then Temple being Temple. Yeah. I mean, th- that's imp- those are impressive turnarounds.
3: Back to the phones on Big Red Over Reaction, we have uh, Wayne, who is next on the show. Wayne, thanks for holding. What's going on?
2: Hey,
5: uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to push back just slightly on the coaching thing here. There, uh, there's a narrative among everyone that doesn't have any head coaching experience, and that's you know one factor, but it shouldn't be the only factor. Uh, stick with me on this. Here's the people since Devaney that didn't have head coaching experience. Tom Osborne, Frank Solich, and Bo Pelini. Here's the ones who did. Mike Riley, Scott Frost, and Bill Callahan. And so I think, you know, he's... And also, let's throw in two more things before I get off the phone here. Bill Bush has been an incredible defensive coordinator. Uh, You can't say after watching that game that our defense was worse than I was. He's built uh, this ragtag bunch of really incompetent players at the beginning of the season into a top shelf uh, defense. And I think Whipple is really submarine uh, Mickey's chances as head coach. I think if you gave Mickey uh, the reins and he we brought in, spent some money, give him three million a year, pay two million a year for a really hot shot offensive coordinator. and Mickey's built the culture and and uh, you know by the arguments you guys are making, well you wouldn't have wanted to hire Tom Osborne. We could have brought in Frank Broyles or, or somebody like that. So there's my voice. Thank you. Interested he was, to see what you have to say about that. Yeah, sure. Thank, Thank you,
3: guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate the call. Well, I, I guess um, now is the time to introduce a little something that I like to call context and nuance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it is true that Nebraska, uh, you know, notably Nebraska's uh, best coach of all time, did not have head coaching experience prior to uh, uh, becoming the head coach at Nebraska that was also 19 like 74
4: two two I believe 72 Somewhere around there also famously coming off of a national champion two national championships yeah um so li- just an important note a, a bit of different context and you want to go Frank Solich oh also famously coming off of a national championship and having basically taking over Alabama yeah, is yeah. what it would be like today
3: yeah. It, oh, and I mean the Nebraska job in nineteen. 19- it was
4: taking over Alabama. Yeah. Uh uh Tom Osborne's first year was 73. He was hired at the end of 72. Yeah. So yeah, one year removed from back-to-back national championships is a different place than Nebraska's in now. Come coming and taking over for Frank Solich after three championships in four years is a very different place than Nebraska is right
3: now. And it's not just that it's not just that Matt Rule has head coaching experience, it's that Matt Rule has head coaching experience doing the exact job that nebraskan would need him to do yes which he has is very turn, specific
4: head coaching experience <laughs> which is
3: turning the program from something that you don't want it to look like which is what it is right now and 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 making it something that that you can be proud of in, in a year or two or three now once again i i don't like we do all this and it comes off as oh well you guys don't like mickey or what's wrong with mickey nothing's wrong with we mickey would Joseph. love mickey
4: to still be here no, we would love him to be on staff.
3: Nothing is wrong with Mickey Joseph. I, I like. Once again, we started the show tonight. I, I want to thank Mickey Joseph because this has been. This thing could have got so ugly. He he made some chicken salad at a chicken. You know what? This yeah. year, it really, it could have gotten so ugly. They just beat Iowa. They just which beat is Iowa. awesome. Mickey Joseph owns the win over Iowa in the last eight years, which is you know ama- or I guess seven years. Yeah, which is amazing to think about. Um, but I I think you can get what Mickey brings to the table as a wide receiver coach or as an offensive coordinator or whatever it might be, yeah, whatever Mickey Joseph's spot on the staff would be. And I don't know what he wants to do. I don't know if, if he's interested in that and sticking around. And And for that matter, it's the same thing with Bill Bush. Bill Bush is awesome. He's done a really
4: good job. Bill Bush has done a fantastic job. He did a good job with the special teams before he took over the defense. He did a really good job with the defense once he did.
3: But when you hand over the reins to a new coach, which Nebraska
4: will be doing, you can't tie them to co- you can't tie them to assistance. And
3: they they bring in who they're going to bring in and you have to let that happen and you have to let that happen in terms of how the roster works as well. Yeah. And and that's that's a that's the hard reality I think of the next weeks and, and, and a month here I suppose before we you know go to the new yeah, year. Yeah as we
4: get in a transfer portal and
3: early signing period. There's gonna be some things that happen that probably don't that look you good wish didn't happen and you're not gonna like. Yeah. Um but it's a new it's a new head coach, right? And that is just what happens when you get a new head coach. Uh back to the phones. We have uh Vince in Wine Country, Vince in Napa. Hey Vince, bloody knuckles tonight?
1: You got well I can promise you that's going to come sometime within the context of this call, but I'll, but I'll build my way towards that. But uh, let's see, uh, first of all, as far as today's game is concerned, I mean, it felt both hollow and it felt good at the same time. I mean, hollow because, you know, okay, the season ends up four and eight, you know, so, I mean, it doesn't take away from the other disappointments, but at the same time, you know, at least it's something we can feel good at We, we as a fan base and, and the program can feel good about going into the off season because this isn't like two years ago where you were where in the COVID year. You finished the season by beating Rutgers, you know. I mean, a win over Iowa that moves the needle. You know that 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 moves the needle a little bit. Well, more than a little bit. Yeah. Because you know we hadn't done it since 2014. But um, as far as uh, <clears> the <throat> as far as the whole coaching thing, I mean, you know. If it happens, you know, I mean, because with Mickey, um, I mean, again, I commend him. I think he did he did a really he did a good job under the circumstances, you know. And I think the team did get better. Uh, I mean, he acted more like a head coach than Scott Frost ever did, sure. you know. And uh, and and but most of you know, but where I where I was where I kind of started to become out on him as the head coach. And and don't get me wrong, I would love to keep him, uh, whoever the head coach is. And it looks like it's going to be Matt Rule. But um, I mean, you know. Well, keep in mind. I mean, we blew two games where we had a ten point lead, Wisconsin and Minnesota. And to me, I know interim coaches aren't set up to succeed. But you got to win the games that are in your wheelhouse, you know. And um, but as far as Matt Rule is concerned, I mean, I'm I'm neither going to get too overly excited or too overly disappointed because I think if there's one thing that we as a fan base should learn from the Scott Frost experiences, well, I mean. When Scott Frost came in, I mean, we were all, I mean, well, most of us anyway were as sure as Monday comes after Sunday that it was going to work. Not necessarily winning national titles, but at least get it back to where Frank and Bo had, it, you know. And uh, so, so again, you know, with so I think whoever steps in, we as a fan base, I think, have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to that. Sure. But, um you know, but I, I will kind of have to push back on uh, what your your colleague John Bishop had alluded to a couple of weeks ago, and I agree with John on a lot of things, but this one, I kind of don't. Um, I mean, he he said to the effect on I think it, I forget which game it was, but um, how you know, if Nebraska makes bull you know bull eligibility, the the minimum of appearance, they're doing it wrong, and it's about resetting the foundation. Well, sure, we need a new foundation. There's no question about it, but um, but part of setting a new foundation is establishing a winning mindset, and you're not going to get rid of a losing mindset if you keep if you continue to lose. And now, I'm not saying we can be you know we should expect a nine win team overnight, but I don't think it's too much to ask to you know become bowl eligibility by no later than year number two anyway. And um, but what I like about Matt Rule and there's a lot of things you guys have alluded to, but. Um, he he, kind of knows what the Big Ten blueprint is um, as far as line play, but I would also make the point that line play isn't just about conference. I don't care if you're talking Big Ten, Pac-10, whatever. I mean, yeah. if you're deficient in the line, you're going to get exposed one way or the other. But I'll tell you another thing, fellas. When you've got strong line play, there's two things that happen. Number one, you either feel pressure or you apply pressure. And when you've got a line that can take over a damn game, you can apply pressure for 60 minutes and fight with bloody knuckles. Hell yeah, baby!
3: There it was. Thank you, Vince. Have a great <laughs> offseason. We'll miss you. Love you, Vince. <laughs> you can apply pressure. He's right when you have a, when you have a good offensive line. Um, you know, I, I actually appreciate... Like This is a good thing. This is a healthy thing. I appreciate the healthy dose of skepticism as it pertains to the Nebraska hire. It is it is a it is a good thing. It was too obvious yes. and too simple last time around. These things aren't necessarily supposed to be easy. Listen, when
4: I when I say I believe Matt Rule is a good hire, that by no that by no means guarantees success. We know that, right? We've learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Nothing guarantees success. I do think it is a good move to help Get you to be a successful football program again, but there is no guarantees here. And saying that Matt Rule is a better hire than Mickey Joseph doesn't is not an indictment yeah. on
3: Mickey Joseph, and, and it doesn't mean that it's going to work. It, like, it still, doesn't a, mean it's going to work. The hire is the hire. Scott Frost was a great hire. It was
4: a great hire. It was he was a terrible football coach, yeah. but he was a great hire. Yeah, so you pick one. So like, <laughs> you, you want to get a football coach, you want to get hire. There is a there wow. is an inherent risk, no matter who you go with. But the risk profile for a guy like Mickey, who doesn't have coordinator experience, doesn't have head coach experience, has only been in the Power Five for five years, doesn't have a lot of the check marks you would look for for your next head coach if you're looking for somebody with a low risk profile. Matt Rule checks a lot of those boxes. He's got a lot of those things under his belt where you yeah. can say, hey, yeah, he's done a lot of these things that you would want to see from a guy to lower the chance of it not working
3: yeah I, I think it's ultimately a good thing that the, that the fan base
4: but yeah you, know. you shouldn't be you shouldn't be like oh we're going to the national yeah. title next year right like that's what it felt like with frost and having a measured response is positive i
3: agree with you uh another phone call here from matt on the Les hills harley Davidson hotline by the way hey matt what's going on you're on big red overreaction
1: not much but i'm sure glad that uh we'll finally get to etch our uh our name on that trophy for the first time in seven years. Heroes it's Trophy. Nice. It's
3: nice. It's about time. Did you see it getting passed around to the fans by Garrett Nelson? I thought that was pretty good.
1: It was awesome. Did you see the Husker helmet get placed on the football? I
3: did, yeah. Yeah. That there we go. Awesome.
1: That was awesome. I'll tell you what, uh, the reason why I called is um, I think there was a couple weeks ago where somebody, some Hawkeye fan, tried to Hawkeye in our program. <laughs> Um, I think his name was Lonnie or something.
3: I believe that's right. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I hope Lonnie uh, remembers to cancel his uh, reservations for the hotel there in Indy. Ah! So. Anyway, <laughs> nothing sweeter than ruining that. So.
3: Beautiful, Matt. Thank you for the call. Okay, Appreciate it. Yes. Bye. Tell Lonnie to cancel his hotel in Indy. <laughs> no shrimp cocktail for you, Lonnie. Uh- <laughs> Big red overreaction, by the way, brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Uh, Speaking, I think we have an Iowa caller here. We have uh, Joel on the line. Uh, Okay, let's let's see how Joel follows this thing up. Hey, Joel, what's up?
6: Hey guys, love your show. Uh, Just calling in. uh, I had a fantastic day today. It felt so good to have the reports about Matt Rule come out and then beat Iowa. Been living in Eastern Iowa for the last five years, and I'm a preacher. So we keep losing these guys, and I have to stand up there and face the music. It, is, <laughs> it gets it's tough; it wears on me. And uh, so I, I'm not going to say a word on Sunday. I'm just going to
5: write it out.
6: I'm a fan of a team that has won multiple national championships, and uh, I'm just going to ride like uh, we were meant to be there.
4: Hey, that's the um, Nebraska way, Joel. Just wear like a Nebraska yeah. quarter zip, but don't say a word. Yeah, you don't have to say anything, <laughs> right?
6: <laughs> And uh, I guess what I wanted to say is I'm I'm so looking forward to the next two months uh, just because one of the reasons I I think Matt Rule is a great hire is he gets to kind of pick assistants like like their fantasy football players. A lot of these other candidates were going to have staff coming with them they needed to be loyal to. And, you know, so if it's Dave Doreen or Matt Campbell or Chris Kleinman, guys that have been with them for a long time that they would need to take with them. And I think Matt Rule has kind of unique opportunity to, I guess, cub bait with guys who had been with him in previous spots because of how things ended in Carolina and just kind of yeah, take the best of the field. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to just following the news, uh, I guess, with you guys over the next couple of months. It's going to be so exciting with the assistant hires and then the craziness of recruiting the transfer portal. And It's just going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Coaching search was kinda of fun, but we just chewed on it too long.
1: Yeah.
3: I agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> but I think the next couple months to follow the news of the Husker fans is really exciting. And I'm um, looking forward to it. Look forward to listening to you guys talk about it. Well, very thank you,
3: Joel. Appreciate it and, and stay strong in Eastern Iowa. Listen,
4: just just put on like I said, you put on that Husker quarter zip or polo or whatever you have tomorrow when you're up there at the pulpit. Don't say a word. <laughs> just <laughs> proudly wear that red N. And don't say a
3: word. And he's right. He found the right place. We'll be covering it all here on 1620 we will. The Zone. Including if and when a coach is announced. Officially
4: announced.
3: Uh, we will be with you here on 1620 The Zone for four hours of inter- uninterrupted coverage. What? Yeah, that's going to be a pretty big deal. You'll hear, hear the press conference right here on 1620 The Zone whenever it may happen, whether it's tomorrow or Sunday, or I suppose after, any time after that as well. Yeah. we, we will. Everything's we'll on the table. Before we take a break here. This is what I love and and I thought uh Joel and and others who have called in from the state of Iowa or tweeting at us or whatever um you know this this really highlights it rivalries are awesome
4: they're fun rivalries they're in super college fun. football are amazing it's the thing that separates college football from the NFL for me
3: because you have to live with these people yeah. like they just exist in your world and there's nothing if you're a Nebraska fan there's nothing that triggers you more when you see a guy in a Hawkeye shirt at at high v and it says you know whatever we we went to the big 10 championship game last year or we won the heroes trophy or if it just says iowa or if you just don't like the color yellow <laughs> yeah. like and, and these these people just live amongst you and and when you lose and you lose for seven straight times um you know that really wears and that really grinds and um nebraskans can hold their heads high and they can go into the state of iowa and and wear the red again you know like admit it you maybe you had a trip to Iowa and you you thought about it, it's like ah, it's a bad time to break out the red the red end polo
4: yeah maybe I just uh, wear a neutral color here not anymore no and you, you wear orange, that red so. end
3: rivalries in college football are the best that's right and people like Joel we love that we love examples of that anytime it can happen uh Nebraska's won a rivalry game and they claim the heroes trophy that's right we did they are heroes in my book <laughs> 24 to 17. Winners tonight, Connor Happer, Ravi Lula, Chance Oliver with you on Big Red Over Reaction, which is brought to you by Burton. When you're you're plumbing's certain, just call Burton. Back with more of your phone calls next on 1620 The Zone and 1019 The Keg.
0: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.